0: Welcome to the Perspectives with Catherine Toon podcast. Right, everybody. Uh, I am really excited to share this gorgeous message with you. Uh, I I think it's, oh my gosh, it's so good. Ah! So anyway, okay, let's dive in. We're going to talk about (laughs) flawless sons and daughters, flawless this is amazing. This is such a God thing. And boy, there's so much. God is all about his kids. He is all about redeeming the beauty of who his kids are, who you are by original design. Uh, so in keeping, uh, let's go to Ephesians 1, 4. In the uh, the Passion Translation 2018 version, he says, he chose us to be his very own Joining us to himself, even before he laid the foundation of the universe, he had to secure you. You were that. Awesome. (laughs) That's how he made you. Because of his great love, he ordained us that we would be seen as holy in his eyes with unstained innocence. It says, uh, through our union with Christ, we have been claimed by God as his own inheritance. You've been claimed. Uh, before we were even born, he gave us our destiny that we would fulfill the plan of God who always accomplishes every purpose and plan in his heart. So his purpose and his plan is that your flawless nature, holy in his eyes, holy or whole in his eyes with unstained innocence, that your Not only unstained without spot or blemish, but your innocence. That's that's the redemption. And he always accomplishes every purpose and plan. This is where you're heading. This is where you came from. This is where you're heading. This is who you truly are right now. The problem is you and I, we don't know it. We're not acting like it. We are confused, Okay, and so we partner with fallen concepts of who we are, and out of those fallen mindsets, those fallen identities, the hurt, the rejection, the um, um, in how we've been sinned against, um, how we've sinned, all of that, uh, not believing that God is really for us, believing that He's mad at us, believing that we're separate. We do all sorts of things trying to get for ourselves, trying to self protect. Uh, trying to uh, work out for ourselves, instead of working with God, uh, the good things that he already has for us. So let's go to Song of Songs. Oh, this is so good. Ready? Okay, this is so good. Song of Psalms 4-7 Passion Translation says, oh my goodness, so good. Every part of you is beautiful, my darling. Perfect is your beauty without flaw." within. Right now. And I always like to think about this, like with a newborn baby, well, you know, they have little poop holes and things like that. You know what I mean? I'm just saying, (laughs) which, which stinky stuff comes out. Right. Um, But it's still beautiful. Every part of them is beautiful. Okay. And so I'm just saying, in the places we ha- where well, we have stinky places <laughs> where ugly, stinky stuff comes out, right? And I'm not just talking about anatomy. I'm just talking about our attitudes. Bitterness is stinky, right? You know what I mean? Um, insecurity, selfish ambition, self-protectiveness, judgmentalism, um, all the isms, racism, sexism, pickanism, any ism, okay? These are ugly, Okay. Um, but that's not who we are. So this is good. So with that, and we're aware, like, oh, we have issues. Um, Let's go to Psalm 98, because we've got this paradox and this tension, but God is doing something in the midst. So it says, for all of our faults and flaws are in full view of you. So God is not blind, Okay. He's not like, okay, I'm just not going to see. I'm just going to see you through the blood of Jesus. Okay. No, because if he sees you through the blood of Jesus, that means who you are is intrinsically fallen and sinful. And we just require a whitewash because God can't stand to look at who we really are. So that's not redemption. Okay. That's not, not restoration. Uh, That is whitewashing. Okay. Um, And that's, God hates that that's actually hypocrisy. Okay. So it's not just being covered by the blood of Jesus in the sense of, um, in the sense of who we are is so sinful and vile. It just needs to be covered over. No, who we are is so beautiful that it needs to be revealed and the ugly needs to be healed. Okay. So this is where it says for all our faults and flaws are in full view of you. God is not like on, you know, He's not deluded. He sees, he sees the vileness of what the fall has, what we've partnered with, all of that, everything we want to hide. You search out and expose. Oh my goodness, get this. This is this, this. oh my god. This, this, this. By the radiance of your face, you see God doesn't expose with a pointed finger. He exposed because He's love, and He's lovely, and He's glorious and he's beautiful and he's beaming at you and that exposes everything in you that's not like him and that's not like love because he's love that's not like you because you're created in the image and likeness of him created in the image and likeness of love and so he's going to expose it by the radiance of his face i love you honey yeah that needs to go right yeah we're we're after that right and so, um, so it's that radiance of his face that exposes it to be healed because you're that beautiful. He's not willing to leave you less than who you are. Right. Okay. Uh, let's go to Ephesians five. We'll do um, passion translation, 2020. Um, okay. And this is in the context of husbands and wives. Okay. But this is really about Christ in the church, but there's this, you know, whatever there's this there's this, um, overlapping meaning, uh, Psalm 25 and to the husbands, excuse me, you are to demonstrate your love for your wives with the same tender devotion that Christ demonstrated to us as bride. Okay. Just let me just, let me just help you. Cause we're talking about, um, we're not, this is not a marriage thing right now. This is about our marriage with Christ, that Christ demonstrated to us as bride, tender devotion, tender. Isn't that great? Isn't it good to know in the places that you're being exposed? It may feel brutal, but it's because he's tenderly devoted and not willing to leave you less than who you are. Okay. For he, he died for us. Okay. So this is him. Um, Like, okay. So this is what we are doing as Trinity because it was God in Christ reconciling the whole world. So it wasn't just Jesus reconciling from an angry father. No, it was Jesus reconciling an angry humanity that insisted on, um, on on crucifying God. Okay. That's our wrath, not his wrath, just so you know. But anyway, uh, that's a different thing, but it's cool. Um, for he died for his, sacrificing himself for us to make us holy and pure. So listen, because you are holy and pure intrinsically, I'm going to die. I'm going to sacrifice. I'm going to yield to your wrath and your depravity and your, your, um, insistence on judgment and wrath and punishment. So I'm going to take that punishment in me, not my father's punishment, but your punishment. I'm going to take that because I refuse to leave you, uh, in the place where that holiness, that wholeness, that purity of who, how I've made you is, um is lost, is hidden, uh, is, is broken off, is disconnected, right? Cleansing us through the showering of the pure water of the word of God, capital W, the pure water of Christ, who is the word. So, I mean, I, it's not a scripture that'll cleanse you, but God will move through a scripture. Okay. It's God himself as Christ, as the Christ, as the Christos, as the savior that saves you through the washing of the water, through Holy spirit, through the written word. Great. But he can cleanse you and wash you through a a sunset. Maybe he can do five gazillion things. So don't just limit it to scripture. Okay. It's him. Oh. And so where do we encounter him? Like when you have eyes to see, you see it everywhere. Ha. Okay. Cleansing us through the showering of the pure water of the word of God. Uh, All that he does in us is designed to make us a mature church. This is part of our maturation uh, for his pleasure. Because like, you know, it it pleases parents as their kids mature. When they act immature for their age, right? Uh, This is not pleasing. It's not who they are, right? So we discipline them to help them mature, to be who they are. OK, uh, until we become a source of praise to him. Okay, OK, 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 glorious and radiant, beautiful and holy, without fault or flaw. That's you. <laughs> <clears throat> this is what he's doing. I'm going to cleanse you with my water through whatever method of scripture, through preaching, through what a, 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 an encounter with nature, through um, encounter with one another, through the love of another human being, through my love, through another, all this stuff, uh, through having a meal together. I mean, it can be five zane ways. Um, To be the glorious, radiant, beautiful, holy, without fault or flaw. That's you. The Greek word for radiance um, is endoxos, doxos That carries that word doxa, same root, which is the word for glory. It also means... Gorgeous, honorable, esteemed, splendid, infused with glory. This is what Christ's love will do to you. You see, this is why we look unto him, the author and finisher of faith. We look unto love and he beautifies. He beautifies. He heals the ugly. Okay, Uh, let's go to Romans 8. Oh my goodness, I have so much of this in here, but it's so good. We're going to start off with verse 17. Uh, This is passion, Passion Translation. And since we are his true children, since you are his true child, you're not a fake child. You're not a bastard child. You're not a child on the outside trying to get in. You're not an orphan saying, let me in or let me an orphan standing on the outside saying, I don't deserve to be in. You're my child. Get your butt in here. So, Get your butt out of the way and come in. Okay. Uh, and since we are his true children, we qualify to share all his treasures. Okay. So we 're starting from the presupposition that we're his true child, and I know this is where we get all hung up because are we in? Are we out? Am I good enough? Did I do it? Did I get a boost goosemutt when I said a prayer with, the, with a sinless side? Does that mean I'm not his child? Did I blaspheme the spirit? We get all jacked up in religious things, and he just says, "Honey, you're in you're mine. I chose you. Let me see, oh yeah, maybe it might have said before the foundation of the world, I chose you you're in." settle down because you're in, let's do this thing. Right. And since we are, and if you're suffering with that, you need ministry there. Okay. If you're not settled, oh my God, help me, Jesus. Okay. Help everyone help us all. And since we are his true child, we actually qualify to share all his treasures for indeed we are the heirs of God himself. Yes. Okay. And since we are joined to Christ, since we are joined to Christ, we're not trying to get joined to Christ. We're not I, 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 I said a prayer and then I was joined. No, I was joined when, before the foundation of the world, that's a whole nother discussion, but I've had this discussion a lot. Uh, so feel free to um, go to any of my uh, stuff on dot com to uh, get some help with that. Uh, we are joined. He, I didn't choose. You didn't choose me. I chose you. We're joined. Okay. All right. Since we're children and we're joined uh, not because of our prayer, but because of what he did. Okay. We also inherit all that he is and all that he has. Okay, this is Paul. I'm convinced that, uh, verse 18, I'm convinced that any suffering we endure is less than nothing compared to the magnitude of the glory, which is about to be unveiled within us. Like you're being unveiled and then there's more coming. So all the suffering and there is suffering involved. Let me just be clear. Um, You know, we're not in la-la land. It's suffering to be unveiled. Why? Because everything that's not of love's kind has got to go. And that is, doesn't feel good. Number one is being exposed. Um, you know, I had a, a sweet friend saying she'd been suffering all her life with body image issues. I mean, oh my God, like how many people do that? Right. Um, and, and it's just been hell for her. She's hated herself and hated her body. And, and it's like, oh my gosh, that needs to go. <laughs> That's not love. Okay. Um, if you don't love your, yourself at your overweight or underweight or skinny weight or or whatever weight, you don't love yourself. Okay. All right. You, and you won't, when you get wherever you think you got to be in order to be lovable, you, you won't love yourself then either, because that's, it's, you just have it's, you've made love conditional. So that's not love. This is the suffering that we endure. The entire universe, verse 19 is standing on tiptoe, yearning to see the unveiling of the glorious sons and daughters of God. Okay. It's not the unveiling of the ugly. It's not exposing the ugly. It's exposing the beautiful out in the open, the manifestation, that word ap- apocalypsos is the same word. This is amazing that God uses in the apocalypse of Christ in revelation. So the book of revelation is the unveiling of Christ Christ as he is, and it needs to be handled with care because it uses a bunch of apocalyptic language uh, to understand something. And if you don't approach it right, you're going to think God is wrathful in an angry punitive way. Um, Anyway, let's keep going. Uh, Verse 26. And in a similar way, the Holy Spirit takes hold of our human frailty to empower us in our weakness. Why? Because in my delusional state of being, in my insecurities, in my, for example, this um, like body image self-hatred thing, in my porn habit, in my judgmentalism habit, in my need to be right, in my, in my using ministry to gain self-esteem, in my, um, I mean, whatever I do, adultery, murder, in all of that, okay, um, uh, we are frail and we need to be empowered in weakness. So what happens? Oh, God empowers us right? This is not, you get your act together. No, this is I, apart from you, I can do nothing. So help me because you will accomplish your goal of unveiling me. And my job is to cooperate, but I can't do it in and of myself. Apart from you, I can do no thing. A uh, verse 28. Okay. So we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together for good for we are his lovers who've been called to fulfill his design purpose. Okay. All right. All right. So so in other words, all the crap you've gone through, all the crap you've done is, is being woven in, is being turned for good. God overcomes evil with good, evil that's been done to us, evil that we've done evil that we participated in, evil, whatever that we've been um, reeling from. Um, It's not that he's just not good, but he makes it work for good because he's that masterful. And because we are called to fulfill his design purpose. Okay. So let's talk about his divine design purpose. God might know. Let's go to verse 29 for he knew all about us before we were born. You know why? Well, he created us number one. (laughs) He might know. And number two, he joined us to himself. He chose us. So you're not a surprise to him. And he destined us from the beginning, destined you. Okay before him, that without spot or blemish before him in love, to share the likeness of his son. That is your destiny. And so your incompetence, your weakness, your uh, darkness, your rebellion, your uh, whatever is not greater than God's purpose because love will never fail. Eventually God will woo our hearts, I believe, to yield to him. I, think, I just think God is more masterful than we're stupid could be. And this means the son is the oldest among a vast family of brothers and sisters who will become just like him. Okay. Okay. So this is not self-aggrandizement. No. Who are you to say you're not everything that God says you are? Who are you to say that? Settle down, right? Um, Having determined our destiny, ding, 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 God's destiny. Okay. Once again, ahead of time, he called us to himself. He called you to himself. You didn't call yourself to him. Okay. Uh, And transferred his perfect righteousness to everyone. He called. You've been called. He transferred your righteousness. You are righteous. You are holy as he is. And those who possess this perfect righteousness, he co-glorified with the son. So in the, there's, a, there's a past tense, there's an ongoing tense, and there's a future tense. We're all being glorified. It's, it's accomplished and it's being accomplished. Salvation has happened and we're working out that salvation with fear and tremble, trembling. Um, so what's our part? You get this all the time. Well, if God did all this, if God chose us, we didn't choose him um, and all that. Okay. So does it mean that it doesn't, that our choice doesn't matter? Uh, No, our choice really matters. It really matters. You know, one of the things that God is after to heal is not just our minds, wills, emotions, and bodies, um, our personalities, right? Um, He's after to heal our wills so that our chooser gets healed, right? He's after that too, right? Um, So our choice really matters. So if God chose you, but you don't choose him back, okay, uh, what do you experience? You experience hell in the here and now. Eternal conscious torment, that's a different discussion. I'm, I'm not going, I'm talking about now, because this is where your power and choice, this is what is God is dealing with you now. Will you choose me back? And part of choosing him back is not, yes, God, you are Lord. I mean, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be sarcastic with that. That's like crucial. Uh, You're God. I'm not. Okay. So I'm not, but I'm saying sometimes we get religious about it. And that's what I'm kind of mocking a little bit. Okay. Anyway, uh, we'll just let that go for a second. But, um, but your choice back for him means that I'm going to say about myself, I'm going to say about you, what you say of you. I'm going to say about me, what you say of me, and then I'm going to sit and see whatever's jiggling inside. That does not believe that. (laughs) If, if God says you're as righteous as he is, and you're like, okay, that thing that's jiggling inside, that's what you bring to the light. You bring it to the light, not to be condemned because let me think in the light is in Christ, who is the light, who is love. And in Christ there is no condemnation. Just helping you connect some dots. So you bring that into the light. Say, Daddy, do this. This is yucky. This heel, you know, ow, I can't do anything about it. It's so ugly. And he's like, honey, let me just help you, right? You bring it into the light. Okay. And you bring your shame into the light. Boy, he's really after that shame is what makes you hide. Um, and fear is what makes you hide. So you bring your shame, you bring your fear, you bring your, I think you're going to punish me. I think I'm bad. I think I'm evil. Look what I did. Ooh, look what I did. This is my most shame ridden horrendous thing. I did this. It's like, okay, honey, let me help you. Right. Okay. All right. Um, so that's our part. Um, that we choose him back in a way we choose his mindsets we choose and we let him heal what does not believe it you know what you know what our problem is we're blind and we don't believe whether we're believers or not believers (laughs) although we have a lot of unbelieving believers what do I say by that I'm not saying that necessarily Jesus died on the cross like I'm not saying you don't believe that I mean some people don't okay that's a problem Okay. Um, but in our, you know, I don't believe I'm beautiful. I don't believe I'm holy. I don't believe I'm patient and kind and not envying, not boasting, not proud, not rude, rude, not keeping records of wrong, not delighting in the evil, not rejoicing in the truth, not always protecting, not always persevering, not always I'm forgetting when and failing. <laughs> Okay, and then so I don't believe that, and then I don't believe that you know um, I'm I I I, I, the fruit of the spirit like I'm that I'm lovely that I'm joyful that I'm peaceful right that I'm patient that I'm kind right that I'm long suffering that I'm gentle right all of that right Uh, so we don't believe it we don't believe we look just like Jesus. Okay. that needs to come into the, and, and, and not only that, do we not believe it? We have, we have, we have documentation to prove it so-called. Yeah. But what about the porn? Yeah. But what about the rape I did? What about the rape I endured? Maybe I'm just a piece of dirt meant to be used. What about, you know, uh, uh, the gluttony? What about the drug habit? What about the, um, the, the pride? Uh, What about the, You know, pick a card, any card. Right. And so we bring this to God as if we're going to change his mind about who we are. No, it's like, that's what needs to be healed. Well, honey, that's all that crap you did is really bad. It really it's that's hurtful. It hurt you and it hurt others. That's why it's bad, but you're not bad. So let's heal that. Okay. All right. Um, okay. So our part, uh, first John 4, 17, I've been talking about it anyway, but we'll we'll continue Uh, by living in God. Um, love has been brought to its full expression in us that we may fearlessly face the day of judgment because all that Jesus now is. So are we in this world? So when you face the day of judgment, guess what happens? Yeah. I judge you looking just like Jesus high five right? Fearlessly. Why? Because we're already looking to the face of our father and our father's like, Oh, my son, my daughter. Right. Right. Um, and that is by living in God. So how do we live in God? We live in communion with God. Okay. So God, I just was fearful. I was just unbelieving. I, I was angry at you. I was hateful. I was whatever. And you bring this living in God, you get, you bring the boogers out and you say, ah, I can't get it off. Right. But you're not the booger. Okay. Right. It may be sticky. Uh, you know, you're not a piece of crap. You may be covered with crap. You may have dove into the sewer and, and enjoyed it for a season. Cause sin has pleasure for a season. And then, and then you're like, you know, I feel I'm crap now I'm worthless. Well, who are you to say that? Right. You come in with all your crap. Okay. Um, So, living in God, love has been brought to its full expression. So, what did Jesus say? One commandment to love as he loves, right? John 15, 5, right? A new commandment I give you that love as I love. Okay, that is impossible apart from God, right? But love has been bought in full of expression because I'm living in God. I'm living in Christ. I'm growing. And out of that place where I've realized I'm so loved, like when I'm full of crap, when I've, you know, I, just whatever, when I'm covered, uh, and, and I chose it, and I went back to it, even after I said I wouldn't do it again for the five, and I'm coming, and I, you're just loving me. You're loving me as the prodigal, and you're loving me as the religious elder brother who judges everybody else and accuses God. You didn't even give me a lamb, and look what everything I've done, and you love this jerk Right. You should be condemning this jerk. And it's just totally unlovely. He loves both. And while you're living in that, it heals your heart. And love is being brought to its full expression. Okay, let's um, I already mentioned it, John fifteen five. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. So as you remain in me, as you abide in me. So Jesus, what are we doing today? What, what, do you, what are you doing in me now? Holy Spirit, what are you doing in me? He's doing something. He's doing something in you. God has a tendency to keep it really simple for me. I think I just need simple, simple helps me. Um, and he'll say something like, you know, you're perfect. I'm like, and I'm like, okay, right. So I'm seeing what jiggles with that. Cause this is God you're perfect. And so something's yeah, yeah. But God, what about this? And what about this? And what about this? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you're perfect in me and we'll get rid of that because you're perfect. So let's get rid of what's not perfect. What's not mature, right? What's not complete. What's not looking like a full expression of love. Yeah. That's why that goes. So you need to resonate with perfect. So whatever's not perfect, whatever's not of love that gets burned away. Okay. Right. All right. Um, second Corinthians 318 English standard version. Um, this is another way of putting it. You know, sometimes I'm helping you go to the same place in multiple directions because we need that to get us. And so somewhere along the line, the light bulb goes off you know, more than it already has. Cause I know you're growing already. So yay. Yay. You let's keep going. So we all draw close to him with the veil removed from our faces. And with no veil, we become like mirrors who brightly reflect the glory of the Lord Jesus. We are being transfigured into his very image as we move from one brighter level of glory to another. And this glorious transfiguration comes from the Lord who is the spirit. <laughs> I love so, much. Ah! So, so that was second Corinthians 318. That was the English standard version. So drawing close to him, well, he's already close. So it's not him drawing close to us. Like he can't get any closer. We're one. Okay. Like you can't get closer than one. Okay. Our problem is in our mind, we have separation and we get distracted. And so drawing close can look like, Okay, I've had a really crappy day. It just feels like how I can't see God anywhere. I'm so angry. I hate everybody. I hate me most of all. And God, I'm not so sure about you if I'm honest. So, uh Jesus help me. That's drawing close. <laughs> right? So Jesus, show me where you are here. That's drawing close. Jesus, minister peace to my heart where I'm so full of turmoil. I can't like I hate everything, right? I'm just there. It feels so hopeless. Minister to, that's drawing close. It's turning your affection to Him. It's saying, Jesus, all of this, yes, but You. Okay, so let's help me drawing close. Could could be going to Scripture if that's helping you drawing close, having a conversation with Him. Right. You know, I've been, um, I've been really ministering to, to, to Robert because he's so many tormenting thoughts for a guy and all, and it's, and, and he's like praying, I'm praying to God, you know, every day. And like, that's awesome. Keep doing that, but do that because of relationship, not to get, get the bubble gum of the healing because you will get the healing, but it's a question of this relationship. And out of that relationship, everything else comes as a byproduct. right? Drawing close to him um and part of that byproduct is we're unveiled right um and the unveiling the veil is the old covenant but the veil is really anything that veils us from seeing god as he really is the old covenant veiled us from seeing god as he truly is but what else is veiling you from seeing god as he truly is and seeing you as you truly are self-hatred the rape you endured as a child uh, the pornography habit, you, uh, you, you fell into um, alcohol, drugs, uh, judgmentalism, condemnation, Whew, baby. That's why God hates the law because the law, not the law of love, but the law of Moses that said, you've got to earn your righteousness. Well, good luck with that. It's not happening. You don't earn something you already have. <clears throat> Romans 12, 2 Stop imitating the ideals and the opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by hope by the Holy spirit. I love it. It always falls on God. Be inwardly transformed by working it up, by believing it, by studying your scripture. Oh my God, this just makes me tired. Um, I I do want to study. I have fun with all that, but I'm not, if if I got to do it on me, I'm just like, no, I'm not doing it. I'm like, until I can do stuff from rest and being led. Yeah. I'm not doing anything. So, oh, there you are. Oh, okay, this is what we're doing because the sons of God and the daughters of God are led by the spirit of God, right? So be transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. I guarantee you, Holy Spirit in you is challenging you with how you think all the time. He is relentless because he's love and he's unwilling to leave his sons and daughters, his slash her sons and daughters the way they are, right? Uh, This will empower, Sorry. This is so cool. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. See, this is what God is doing. He's not a killjoy. He's the source of joy. He's just saying that thing that you're getting joy from that actually is a pleasure that's going to lead to death. Now, let's get you the real deal. Like, you know what I mean? So, yes, I hope you know what I mean. Um, okay, let's go to Ephesians 4.24. Um this brings out, I love this, this is the passion translation. This brings out our belonging to God in the realm of true holiness now. And as I've said so often, another root word for wholeness is the same word of wholeness. So you're holy because you're whole. God is holy because he's whole. And you in the image and likeness as his of righteousness are holy and whole, and you're working out that salvation with fear and trembling. It says, um, and be transformed as you embrace the glorious Christ with in you as your new life and live in union with him. You see, you're already in union with him. Now live like it. Well, I don't feel it. Okay. Well, let's, let's, let me help you with that. Right. You're Here's where you embrace Christ and let him, let his spirit help you live from the place of oneness as I am. You are right now in this world. Right. Um, uh for god has recreated you all over again in perfect righteousness it's a done deal like so quit arguing with it right and you now belong to him in the realm of true holiness In the realm of truth, this is where you belong to him. You're seated in heavenly places. You belong to him. He chose you before the foundation of the world and joined you. See how it all just just fits together. It's this glorious plan of God that he created before the foundation of the world. That's why I like to say he's the big A answer that came before the little p problem of the puff of the. The fall the fall is worse than we know but we experience it but but the answer is greater than we know the second Christ is greater uh, the second Adam is greater than the first christ first Adam thank you I'll get the words there it's all in there first thessalonians 312 through 13 this is a, this is a cool one I hadn't really studied this one it says by simply embracing God's love toward us and letting it flow towards us this is how we're doing our part. Okay. And may the Lord increase your love until it overflows towards one another for all people, all people, even the unbelievers. Okay. Uh, Let's not judge the unbelievers. You know what their problem is. They don't believe. Let me tell you what your problem is. You don't believe either. You just, you may believe Jesus died on the cross. Awesome yeah, you're way ahead. Okay. But you don't believe that you're beautifully, r- beautiful, righteous, and holy, just like he is. And so you're judging people, right? So I'm just saying it's all our problems. <laughs> so let's just settle down. Um, okay. May the Lord increase your love until it overflows towards one another for all people, just as our love overflows towards you. Okay. Get this. Now get this next verse. beautiful 13. And this is, let me remind you so you can look it up for yourself. First uh, Thessalonians 3, and we're on verse 13. Then your hearts will be strengthened. We need strengthening in our hearts, don't we? In holiness or wholeness. Oh, purity, wholeness. You're not whole unless you're pure, right? Purified, right? So that you may be flawless and pure, flawless and pure before the face of God. You know, it says this thing, wow, you know, who can see the face of God and live? Well, the sons and daughters of God, because they look just like him. Mm -hmm. that you may be flawless and pure. You can look at your heavenly father without shame. It's like, daddy, I, I can't get past this, but I know you love me. So help me get past this. Right. Um, um, so that you may be flawless and pure before the face of God and father at the appearing of our Lord Jesus with all the holy ones. Okay. So this is face to face with God. Yeah. And you live because you're just like him right this is this is like who can uh, as he is so are we in this world so that we can stand before him on the day of judgment because we're just like him right now and we're we're, we're tracking with it we're growing in it right and this is the most helpful why this is the manifestation of the sons of God and the creation is released from its bondage right this is your greatest contribution uh second Corinthians 10 5. Um, another places that we are part, right. We're all about our part, which is good. Like, I mean, uh, but when we do our part apart from God, that's the part, our part from striving, that's crap. Our part apart from God, that's crap. Um, that will exhaust you, frustrate you until you say, God, I can't do this by myself. And like, finally, yes, let's do it together. Right. You're partner with God. Okay. Second Corinthians 10, five passion translation. We can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God and break through every arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God, we capture like prisoners of war every thought and insist that it bow in obedience to the anointed one. Now, a lot of times, I think we, we look at this as spiritual warfare in terms of like there's a devil. And I'm not, whatever you say is the devil, whatever's rebellious is, is demonic, okay? Whatever exalts itself against the knowledge of God is demonic. But the problem is it's happening in our minds and we're in agreement with it. So we demolish it. So that thing that says you're not worthy, like who said that, right? I mean, who can lay a charge against God's elect? It is God who justified. Who is he that, that, um, that condemns, right? There is no condemnation. Who said that? That is the attitude you need to demolish, right? That I'm unholy, that I'm unworthy. Well, you know what? Who, who, how can you say that? How dare you say that? That is an arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. Yeah, it is because you're saying something. God's not saying, who are you to say that, right? We have to be careful. Pride is also false humility, false humility. Okay. Um, Shame. Like I'm shameful. Who said that? Now I understand we've done shameful things. I get it, but that doesn't mean you're crap. That means you're broken. Okay. That means you need to be healed. And that doesn't mean you need need to clean up your mess as best you can, Okay. Um, but uh, shame is not yours. So, right. Who said that you have to break every arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. If, If you think you've arrived because you've got this kind of religious construct that you do and others don't. So you're looking down on others inwardly. You may not do it outwardly, but inwardly and condemning others. Okay. Um, That is an arrogant attitude raised up in defiance of the knowledge of the true God. So if it's an elder, if if it's a younger brother, prodigal uh, son uh, issue, um, uh, you know, yep, that is uh, raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God, an arrogant attitude. And if it's a, an elder brother issue, that's an arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. These tend to be the ditches we fall into, Right. And we capture like prisoners of wars, like, whoa, wait a second. Whoa, ding, ding, ding. You know, God, you're telling me I'm perfect like you are. And I'm like, yeah, but what about this, this and this? Okay, that's what I bring up here. And it needs to be healed. Um, It needs to be uh, confronted. uh, And it needs to be captured like a prisoner of war. Every thought and insist that it bows in obedience to the anointed one. What is God asking you to obey to? The anointed one. He's asking you to obey love, right? He's asking you to obey patience and kindness, not envying, right? Not being proud, not being self-sufficient, not being independent, that all of that, rejoicing in righteousness, rejoicing in the truth, rejoicing that you're loved, rejoicing that you're lovely. He's, that's what he's asking you to bow in obedience to the anointed one. Right. So if God is the consuming fire and God is love, what does, what is what does that consume? Everything that's not of love's kind. What's not of love's kind is whatever's not lovely. Right. And that'll, and that'll come out in our behavior. And we can do the one thing he asks us to love as he loves because we're, we're as him in this world. Anyway, I hope this has been a blessing for you today. Uh, lots of awesome scripture. You are gorgeous. You are flawless. And help uh, let him help you be healed in every place that doesn't feel that, see that, and in your behaviors not like that. Love you guys. Have a fabulous day. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit catherinetoon.com.